You're probably listening to this podcast on a walk with your dog, maybe driving home from work. Maybe you're like me and podcast time is also dinner dishes time. It's the beauty of on-demand audio. You can listen at your leisure. You may or may not know that this stateside podcast is produced by Michigan's largest NPR radio station. For many years, we've been known as Michigan Radio. But the thing is, we are way more than radio. Like I mentioned, you're listening to this podcast right now without even needing to touch a dial. Today, we're changing things up here. We're rebranding the entire news operation and changing our name to, drumroll please, Michigan Public. Today on the pod, we're talking about this new change, the changing landscape of audio, and where we fit into it all. A new year, a new name, same great storytelling. This is Stateside. I'm April Baer. Here to talk more about the rebrand to Michigan Public is our new general manager, Wendy Turner. Wendy, welcome. Hi. It is a joy and an honor to be here for this announcement, April. Mutual Admiration Society. (laughs) Wendy, I know that the wheels were turning on this before you even were thinking about working at Michigan Public. This decision to rebrand happened before you began with the organization at the beginning of the year, yes? Oh, yes. Uh, Months of research and input and discovery went into this process. So why might a media organization like ours, we've been so closely identified with radio over the years, why might we want to change that within our name? Well, you know, broadcast radio is still an essential part of our service. And in fact, it is the FCC radio licenses that define our public service region. So broadcast remains a center of gravity for pub- from a public service standpoint. But as you know, our current and future audiences rely on us to be accessible across many platforms and to have a meaningful and authentic engagement across all of them. This new name, Michigan Public, is a reflection of our commitment to meeting people where they are, wherever that is. I particularly appreciate the fact that uh, it's, you know, it's Michigan Public. It sort of reminds folks that we're here. There's not a paywall. This is uh, this is everything we have is just for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that when I first learned about this rebrand was so exciting to me because it really reflects the two essential things about this organization, and that is its commitment to the state of Michigan and to be a Michigan-based news provider that facilitates uh, the rich conversation across our state. And as you said, April, as a public service organization, um, the content Michigan Public provides is free and available to everyone. And as you said, not behind a paywall. Is our mission changing? April, our mission is not changing. In fact, I would say that the new name and logo perfectly reflect our commitment to the mission. The flowing lines of the logo represent the fluidity of thought and conversation and sound. I love the logo's gradients of four colors that represent the four pillars of our public service commitment as Michigan public. Information, connection, inspiration, and participation. Also, I have to say it's important to state that although the name and logo are changing, the station's on-air programming remains the same. Your favorite shows from NPR and all of our news staff will be there. Morning Edition, 1A, of course, stateside, all of it. Our listeners will continue to hear all of the things they've come to rely on and our dedication to delivering exceptional news coverage and engaging program 
remain the same. I like the logo. I noticed that some Fashion Forward members of the staff, sadly not including myself, actually dressed in the colors of the new logo today. So good on them. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, d- I did wonder, though, does this mean that my Michigan Radio t-shirts and coffee mugs are now worth vast sums of money on oh, eBay? Oh, yes. Hold on to them. They are collector's <laughs> items. <laughs> well, do you think that this means, I mean, you said the mission's not changing. Do you think this means any changes in how we do what we do? I mean, we are still licensed to the University of Michigan, and the station has served audiences across Michigan for over 75 years. We are so proud of that history and our critical role as a news provider. This change really just reflects who we are now. But even more importantly, I think it signals our aspirations to be more impactful, more present, more interactive, more accessible, and more open. This change, in some ways, I feel like is a promise to stretch ourselves and commit to public service that is accessible and reflective of our full community. If you'd like to see the logo or find out more about what's the what with the rebrand, just go over to michiganpublic.org. Wendy, while we've got you, I just wanted to give everybody listening a chance to get to know you a little bit. Uh, you're, You're a Minnesotan? That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in a small town just south of the Twin Cities. But you've worked at a lot of different public media groups throughout the the Great Lakes uh, region. Mm -hmm. How would you describe the kind of jobs that you've done? Well, um, I have had the privilege of having um, all kinds of roles in Midwest uh, public media stations. So my very first job, April, in public radio was as a part-time telemarketer at Minnesota Public Radio. (laughs) My job was to call the state fair list, cold calling people who would visit our our booth at the state fair and ask them for donations. I was terrible at that job. But uh, it was like a foot in the door to an institution I absolutely loved, Minnesota Public Radio, right? uh, which is also a statewide network. And uh, so I did fundraising there for many years. I introduced digital fundraising and email newsletters when that was a new thing. And um, and then I had the opportunity to move to Chicago and work at WBEZ, a fantastic station. Um, and I did some more sort of fundraising work. And then I moved really into more uh, digital content. I helped launch a new, I feel at the time, innovative uh initiative in 2008 called Vocalo, which was 100% local, 100% community focused, um, and was meant to serve a younger, more diverse urban audience in Chicago. They've done a lot of amazing and innovative things over the years. Oh, yeah. Well, they basically, and I can't take credit for this because it happened after I sort of moved on, but really pioneered a new format for public media, which is Urban Alternative. Yeah. And that initiative continues today, and I'm, I'm just so proud of that. We need to take a break. More with Michigan Public's General Manager, Wendy Turner, in just a moment. Stay with us. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. 
Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. So some of these places you've worked, like NPR and BEZ, are, are these big brands, big city concerns. But for a while, you also worked at the network of public TV stations that serve where my family's from, the smaller rural communities of northern Ohio. What, what is it about working in public media communities that, that matters to you? Well, I think there is a unifying force, uh, whether you're in a a, a wide regional area or a concentrated urban area. And that is the role, the vital role we play in helping knit communities together. Um, You know, we're in an age of polarization. And we can be neighbors and feel distant from each other. But we have this unique privilege to surface stories of people and institutions that help bridge that divide and help us become closer together. And that can happen across a neighborhood. It can happen across a city, a region, and like here in Michigan, across a state. I can wear you out on my reasons for wanting to be in Michigan, why I wanted to be here. But can, can you tell us what it was about Michigan public or Michigan itself that made you want to work here? Well, um, first of all, I, Michigan has an incredibly rich public media ecosystem. Uh, so, And I've known about that. All of us in public media have known about that. And Michigan public in particular has a national reputation for its commitment to excellence in journalism, courageous reporting, and innovation. And these things speak to my heart and what I feel as a lifelong public media Uh, devotee. um, I just felt immediate alignment. Also, you know, what I've noticed here is the incredible support from the community for 75 years. And it has allowed Michigan public to do so many things. And those things have had ripple effects across the system, innovations and ways of doing programming that have taught our colleagues around the country how to do that work. So my my wanting to be, I'm a fangirl of this organization, and I'm delighted to be here. It's really true. I think a lot of people outside Michigan may not realize, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how how Michigan public has sort of spread the story. That's right. And, and shown innovation. Uh, I, I don't know who's keeping score, but you are the first person <laughs> to be the general manager here. There still aren't that many women doing this job anywhere in the U.S. What what has helped you figure out what you wanted to do as a leader? Well, I've always been so fortunate to have strong female role models. Um, but I, I agree that almost none of them had the leadership seat, were general managers. They were strategic leaders in really critical departments across their stations, whether it's development or uh, technology or programming. Um, it was this informal network of people who championed each other's uh, leadership. Now, Today, I'm really proud to say public media has formal programs to develop more diverse leaders. Uh, I'm part of an organization called Public Media Women in Leadership, and they have this CEO boot camp that they do, which is 
awesome, and they um, are really uh, formally trying to develop our next generation of women uh, um, and uh, people of color in uh, diversity in leadership in public media. I want you listening to know that Wendy's been drinking from the fire hose her first couple of days on the job, (laughs) but I'm dying to know a little bit more about what's fun for you, Wendy. If you were not on the job, if you were not here at the studios and could spend a day any way that you wanted, what would you do? Well, my endorphins are fed by um, exploration and discovery. So uh, I have a, I'm obsessed with Google Maps. And if you look at my uh, Google Map of Ohio, there are hundreds of pins across the state, but there's only like a half a dozen pins in Michigan. And to me, that is opportunity knocking. I cannot wait to explore the communities of the state. As Margaret Atwood said, roll up your sleeves, girls. <laughs> Wendy's getting out there. Here we go. Um, thank you so much for spending a little time talking to us. And we're so delighted you're here, Wendy. Oh, it's a pleasure and an honor. And I, I cannot wait to see our future together. To find out more about what's going on here at Michigan Public and to catch that new logo, head over to michiganpublic.org right now. And that's the Stateside Podcast. I'm April Baer. You can find full stateside episodes at michiganpublic.org. Today's podcast was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansak, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our interns are Olivia Meradian and Lauren Neong. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions and also from Audio Network. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.